0: This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with Patricia Caicedo.
1: Yes, it's very philosophical and it's very cool because it yes from in from our Western um, mentality and the and the paradigm of thought that came with enlightenment. This with enlightenment came many things with the enlightenment. One of them was the separation between the ra- rationalistic view of the world and what we experience in the body so there was a separation of body and mind giving more preeminence and more importance to everything that was in the mind and in doing that separation we detach many expressions that are corporalized embodied, like dance, and music.
0: You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Kayadi, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles. I hope you're having a wonderful day, evening, morning, whatever it is, whenever you're listening to this. Um, Thank you. Thank you for being here, for choosing to be with me today on the podcast. Out of all of the things you could be listening to, you chose the Music Therapy Chronicles and I so appreciate that. And I hope that you're feeling really excited for this conversation with Patricia, who is a musicologist, a medical doctor, and a professional soprano singer who has recently written and released a book blending all of those worlds. And I don't know about you, but that gets like my music therapy heart and brain completely invigorated and inspired. So I hope that you're looking forward to this conversation. Um And a lot of the things that we touch on in this conversation might not be completely new concepts to us as music therapists who live in this world every day, but I think it's awesome to have a perspective from a non-music therapist talking about these things, to have her book as a resource, and to know that it's also a resource that is accessible enough that we can give it to other people that are trying to kind of get on board with these ideas. So I hope you're looking forward to this conversation. As always... If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a rating and review. They really, really help the podcast be more visible. And of course, five stars is our favorite. You can also find us online and on social media at Music Therapy Chronicles on all the platforms. Hop on our newsletter on our website. I am one of those people who gets really excited to join other newsletters and then gets really annoyed when they send emails all the time. So Uh, My newsletter is not like that. It goes out once a month unless there's something super exciting going on, like a pod course launch or opening up the self-care community or anything else that might be coming down the pipeline. But yeah, I only send out the email newsletter once a month to give you sneak peeks, discount codes, updates, all that good stuff, let you know what's on my heart and mind, and you'll be the first to know about all the cool things going on behind the scenes. And you can find that at musictherapychronicles.com. If you're looking for a way to support the show, you can subscribe so you never miss an episode. Again, please consider leaving us a rating. And you can check out all of our pod courses, which are our CMTE opportunities. Uh, those are on the Music Therapy Podcast Collective website. So that is mtpodcastcollective.com. Links to that are, um, of course, in our show notes and on my website as well. But if you just are a podcast person like me and you love listening to them and watch CMTEs, you can find our pod courses as well as a ton of others at mtpodcastcollective.com. All right, it's been a while since I've done one of these, so I feel like I'm rambling a little extra today. Let's get into this conversation with Patricia. All right, Patricia, welcome to the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here, Patricia.
0: I'm excited for our conversation today because it will be a unique one out of all the episodes I have um, put out so far. So to start us off, can you tell the guests who you are and what it is you do?
1: Oh, that's a complicated answer or not complicated, but... (laughs) long and exciting probably i'm a soprano and a singer and a musicologist but i'm also a medical doctor and that but i decided many years ago that i wanted to devote my time to music and musicology so uh, i have not been practicing at a hospital medicine since many years ago but i think and i feel that being a, once you are trained <coughs> sorry i have a little flu. Uh, you are trained as a medical doctor you receive that training you what you acquire is a way to see the world to to respond to to the obstacles and to answer to questions and to approach knowledge and etc so probably i have never abandoned my medical side no on the contrary. So I, it's part of who I am. uh, And I am that is very transdisciplinary.
0: Hmm. Yeah, so tell us how you got into music originally and then like take us on your journey a little bit. How did those things overlap and bring you to to what you're doing now?
1: So I was born probably people must be asking what what is this accent from? What is this accent from? So I was born in Colombia and I was lucky to have a uh, my, my parents, especially my dad who is a music lover. He's not a musician but he sings to music and especially the canonical classical, Western classical music So he wanted probably to have a a, a daughter who would be a pianist or a musician. And since very early on, uh, I was surrounded by music and at the age of five years old, I entered in the conservatory in in Colombia. So I was studying music since I have, I have been studying music since I have memory. Um, Music has, has been for me the best tool for communicating with others and I used to be a very shy uh, girl with uh, it was very hard for me to relate with my peers, people my age during all my let's say all my life (laughs) probably, not now but especially when I was a child I mean, uh, on my teenagerhood Uh, music was uh, discovering music and was a, a game changer, which means it gave me confidence. It, it, it allowed me to, probably for a child, to feel special for something. Mm. So to to have more confidence at the end of the day. So music has always been my, my life savior. Um, So now going, going back and um, forward, uh, yes, I studied music since I was small uh, until I was 16, when I decided to go into university and study medicine. But at that time, I already have discovered my voice. I'm a singer. So I, all my university years, I was singing, and my best friends at university came through the choir of the university. Also, when I entered in practicing at the hospitals, music was the, a way for me to relate with the patients also, because I organized a concert for the patients at the hospitals where I was practicing, etc. So, music was always present, has been always present until now.
0: That's so cool. Um, It's awesome to hear that you as a medical doctor were incorporating music so much because as music therapists, we are often advocating and sometimes fighting so hard to have the, um, the importance and transformative qualities of music recognized. So if the medical community was more on board with it, in, in this Western culture we have, then um, I can't imagine what we would be able to achieve if everyone was more on board with this kind of stuff. So that's amazing to hear. I wish I could have experienced what some of your days looked like being able to to bring both of those things into your work with your patients.
1: So uh, it was actually uh, at that time when I was studying medicine and where I was studying medicine, I I heard of the existence of music therapy, and at that time was not on fashion or not uh, popularized as is now, or no more spread. So, there were, I don't recall knowing or meeting any music therapists at the hospital at that time. We're talking long time ago. <laughs> so, but I found other um, medicals, other some of my teachers, oh and oh, or classmates people who are was at the same faculty who played instruments and for them for their own mental health it was important to practice music so i think looking for our own mental health we decided to communicate and to share that experience that for us was so so rewarding and important with the patients who were the people who will, who were, I mean, we, we would share in our lives with them because we practically live in the hospital. Mm. So we decided to share with them these thing that make us feel well, and it was a need, an internal need for us. Probably it was even more therapeutic for us than for them. I, yeah. So for, for both of us was very efficient.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because I think sometimes people forget um, that the relational aspect of any treatment goes both ways, right? We, we all always say that it's important that a doctor, a therapist, like the other person in the room is what makes this healing situation versus um, just having, you know, headphones and music playing or looking up your diagnosis on the internet, right? There's, there's two people here. So when you're able to co-create this environment and create these deeper connections, like you said you're working alongside them, you're going through this together. um, I think sometimes we, we forget how important that is. We forget that uh, we, as the clinicians, as the professionals are also on this journey. We can't completely remove ourselves from it um, and kind of just watch the client or watch the, the patient be on the path by themselves. So yeah, that's really cool to hear you say that.
1: This makes me think that also how the practitioner or the music therapist or the person who is attending somebody who is ill position him or herself sometimes, and very often sadly, in a place of superiority of with a lot of distance. Uh, That somebody who comes to tell you how to live, how to uh, do things in the way that will, I mean, with a lot of power and in an unequal relationship. Mm. So it's true that when we are at the hospital, we are there to to help, but it's not true that we are superior. And... so we are in, in the same journey of healing each person in different moments and sometimes we help the person who passes through our uh, way in our life but it's not this we should try to consciously enter in this relationship with the patients uh as mm-hmm. equals although we are we have that there are certain boundaries for the therapeutic, therapeutic relationship that we are there um, to help them um, in specific things that with with a perspective also that they don't have i mean but we are there there accompanying them we and it is a privilege for us to be able to enter in the life of somebody having the permission so It is a privilege and in this position of privilege, we go there to serve. We don't go um, um, from a superior um, perspective to command. If I can say, sometimes my words are not the best because of I lack (laughs) the words for, but I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. And music helps us to bring to build that bridge, in which all of us are participating in equal in equal terms, yeah. vibrating with the effects of the music. Um, so, music is, is beautiful to to build those relationships more healthy.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny that you you mentioned the language barrier. Because before that, you use the word "accompanied," which I love because that's a music term, and like we're using it in a completely non-musical way. But it, it just shows, you know, it shows how important um, what we do is. Like we're we're accompanying them emotionally, but like we're also accompanying them musically, and those things tie together. So so wonderfully so let's let's get into the bulk of our conversation today you recently released a book you wrote a book um entitled we are what we listen to the impact of music on individual and social health so i know there's a lot of awesome stuff in there take that where you'd like to
1: so yes so this this book was my it was it represents a point in my personal life also of um how could i say to of encounter of uh, yes between all my different interests and loves then my love for music my love for history because i'm a musicologist my love for um health professions so all of these experiences and loves come together finally to materialize in these and experiences also as a musician as a medical doctor at the hospital etc all these things finally um, um, find themselves in this book and it's also beautiful to think how i was inspired to write this book during the pandemic Hmm. Because I had time finally, also my own, my personal search for my own identity has been, um, if I could say as all of us, complex or um, not linear, no? So, okay, I started studying music, but then medicine and then I decided, no, I want to follow my dream and become a singer. And then these so many paths that are, constantly changing and sometimes rejecting. I remember when I said, "I oh, I want to follow my dream and become a singer. So let's go for that and abandon everything. So, I mean, this abandoning everything, I was in a way pro- unconsciously and probably a little bit consciously rejecting my medical past. But now I came to this moment in my life when I can see that everything has been perfect all these paths that have all these things i have been learning experiences everything is is, has given me a way of seeing life and experiencing life that is just is each of those things adds contributes to give a better view not not that one thing you did takes from you, no on the contrary, it gives you more. So this and I came to this understanding during the pandemic when I also reflect a lot about health was in the in the mind of and it's still in the mind of all of us. And I said how could I how have I personally in my own life uh, improve or healed in the times where I have needed more in my own personal life? And the answer was always, through music, through music, through music. So that's why I said I would like to write about it, but write in a way that has also, since I'm a, a researcher, uh, so that has um, scientific rigor, but it's also explaining my experiences, my embodied experiences with the music. It's not just an intellectual exercise talking about music or, or about cognition that I'm talking about that is also trying to share in that book alongside the, the scientific cognitive things, my experience as a person who experiencing her own body music. So, that was the, the the challenge with this book, marine music experience, the scientific part, and also the historical um, perspective. So to construct a biopsychosocial book that would be transdisciplinary that would uh, contextualize music and how we experience music in time and in history. So this is the, the journey I propose. And also I my challenge actually was to to write it in a very accessible way that will be yeah. understood by everybody and not too long, condensing a lot of things in not very long chapters. So this is the book. And at the end of the day, it came out naturally. First chapter, it talks about the relationship, the, ancient relationship between music and medicine so Mm -hmm. um, kind of um documenting the history of that relationship since babylonia ancient times in different cultures um until now and later on talking about music cognition so to help the reader understand how what happens in their brain in their brains when the readers are reading these and they said oh when I listen to music these things happen in my brain and or oh, when I'm making music these things happen in, in my brain how is different or what is the impact of music in the brain of the musician and also the relationship between pleasure emotion and music the relationships between rhythm and health so many aspects like a polyedric view of how music affects us as individuals and also as societies because society and uh, music is part of society since we have <laughs> recounts of history how why how is a company as in in the most important Uh, moments not only of our our individual life but also of the communities. when people die when people uh, are born or get married or etc so to understand all that and let's see why another titles of the music in pain and death voice song and the sounds of the body so to understand how our bodies are also musical instruments and how we experience that how sound also is um is is used and it will be used a lot in i think i hope and i think in as a therapeutic and also for diagnosis in the in the near future um how are related music and creativity the creative brain and how music also teach us as a society um, um, how should we how we should be for example when we see how an orchestra functions when there are several instruments all of them playing different melodies or rhythms, but all of them um, completing one same thing with one same goal. Mm. That what we have not achieved as society in the world. But what music is teaching us. So this is the 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 journey I propose in this book that ends with um, after the ten chapters, it ends with um, exercise book to invite people to pass from theory into practice, to reflect about about the role of music in their life.
0: Wow. That is a lot to pack into one
1: book. <laughs> yes, and not too long.
0: Yeah, yeah, because you're holding it. And, um, it's, not like, it's not like a thousand pages, it's not super thick, it, it looks digestible. Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. It's awesome. Sometimes as music therapists in our field, we, we feel like we're this very small profession that nobody understands. So like, it excites me so much to hear about where you're coming from and the research you've done and the different mindset you're coming at it with to be able to put out a book like this for the general public to consume, um, so Like you said, instead of all of us kind of playing our own orchestral instruments, our own, you know, our own cultures kind of all doing our our own thing, getting to a place where we are on the same page about where music came from, why it's important, we use it, how it's affecting our brain, and how we can optimize using it in that way in in healing uh, individually and as a society. Yeah. So
1: this is you do right? the did a perfect uh, abstract.
0: <laughs> love it love it i'm curious this is a question that's been on my mind since we uh, originally started emailing we often uh, as music therapists it is the idea of music therapy is a is a some would argue uh, a, a very western idea because in many other cultures music is so ingrained in the culture that the idea of using music in a clinical or a medical sense is foreign you know it's already there they already use it as a tool so what has been your experience both personally and in your research with looking at cultures where music is just ingrained and cultures where music has kind of been taken out and now we're trying to put it back in does that make sense?
1: Yes, it's a very good question.
0: Yeah, it's a, like very philosophical.
1: Yes, it's very philosophical, and it's very good because it yes, from in from our Western um, mentality and the and the paradigm of thought that came with enlightenment. This with enlightenment came many things with the enlightenment. One of them was the separation between the ra- rationalistic view of the world and what we experience in the body. So there was a separation of body and mind, giving more preeminence and more importance to everything that was in the mind. And in doing that separation, we detach many expressions that are corporalized, embodied, like dance and music. Yes. So that was a a tragedy because there are many tragedies that came with modernity and and enlightenment. One of them, that separation of body and mind and that um, the pragmatism that comes with the fact that we have to instrumentalize everything we, we have, including music. So we have to use it, it has to be useful for something and produce x uh, um, results if not it doesn't is serve me because it's not um, working for something specific so it's utilitarian approach to music which is very sad because as you was mentioned you were mentioning in, in many cultures of the world probably all over the world, before enlightenment came to um, amputate our sensibility, uh, music music is part of us since the moment we are born. Yeah. Since before we are born, not even in in culture. Uh, nor I, I'm not even talking about the different cultures. I'm talking about the individual experience. When we are, before being born, we listen to the rhythm and of the heart of the mother, to the sounds of her organs. So we are Im- embedded in a world of sounds. Mm. Sounds around us since before being born. When we are born, the sound of the voice of the mother is the first um, contact to the world. And our first scream is the first declaration of our independence, who I am, my identity. So, and all of that, for example, I, I don't know if you know, prob- probably, yes, And in many cultures around the world, what we call, um, consider in Western society as music and dance, two separated things, are one they cannot be separated in the language as a concept so everything is music and dance are one imagine so yes in going back to your question about using it kind of reducing its use to interventions very utilitarian for certain pathologies or whatever Is very practical, as our society is, the values of the society, but it's limited.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: It's limited, and for example, for everyday person, all of us who are not, let's think in somebody who is not a music therapist or not a musician, they will probably, they would, think that okay so music will not help me for my health or will not i will don't know how to use it in the correct way or whatever but no music helps you even if when you don't want when it's with you is there is the music and also all of the different music traditions of the world because this this is another fallacy of coming with the enlightenment and the colonialism Eurocentrism that have positioned the Western classical music as the music for the inter- interventions, as mm-hmm. that's the music that makes you more intelligent and more uh, whatever, all the good things. But that's not true. It's true, yes, that that music helps, but it's not true that the, it's the only music. All of the music of the world coming from the different traditions have positive effects in people, because in the, um, uh, in the measure that you are connected to a music, to a musical tradition that has meaning to you, that is part of your history, this music will have an effect on you. Mm. So all of the musics I, of the world have therapeutical uses, can positively impact our lives, contribute for example when we are practicing music in, in groups to build the communities to make us feel with that we have our life have a purpose to make us feel happier so music in the open broad sense corporalized embodied all of the musics have mm. uh can be used as a therapy inside or outside the hospital.
0: Yeah, I, I want to conceptualize my thought before I start spilling out words. <laughs> you, you are making me picture very frequently uh, in my day-to-day work. I will be engaging, I'll say, you know, with a group of kids, we'll say, and the staff the adults in the room, the teachers, the paraprofessionals, the nurse, whoever's there, are very intimidated by joining us in the music. They don't want to sing, they don't want to move, they don't want to pick up instruments. Um, just like you're saying, we we have created this like barrier where they're like music isn't really part of our culture day to day. Um, you know, Trisha comes in and she's the music person, but I can't access music because I'm not musical. We've we've created this disconnect um, where people grow up into adults who are intimidated by music and say things to me all the time. Like, I can't carry a tune in a bucket or I'm not musical or I can't do that. I can't sing, blah, blah, blah. Um, and it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad that like that was... That's ingrained in them so deeply. It was ingrained in them in childhood. Uh, I can try and invite people into it as much as possible, but even me myself, I grew up in this culture where, you know, even I see myself as disconnected from the music, or I feel when I bring it into a place, it's it's not always received with open arms because it is, um, what am I, categorized? It's it's just put into this other realm. That unless it's like, this is the time for music, this is the space for music, it, it seems foreign. It feels foreign to infuse it into our daily lives, unless there's a specific, like you said, a specific time and place, unless it's a practical use.
1: Yeah, we even when the, the, an example of what you say, the practical use, I was thinking now, when you look at Spotify, There are the playlist for these, for Mm. very, very specific uses, very practical uses, because and it's paradoxical, the fact that we are surrounded by music, most of it is ubiquitous as always, in the mm, car, in the mall, in the uh, the street, in the TV, everywhere, music is part of our experience although sometimes, many times we are not aware of it. Mm. But when it comes for, to us moving or singing or... Um, I think also there are many mechanisms, psychological activism, uh, mechanisms activated to related with not being adequate or not doing it well, or they making the ridicule. So, so all these fears that we have learned because we have learned that probably at school or somewhere in, in childhood.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you're right, it's all around us. It's, it's around us, but we don't engage with it. We don't engage back. It's kind of like a, a passive thing if we use music a lot in our daily lives like it's just on in the car and maybe you sing along if you're alone but only if you're alone <laughs> right how many people do you know like that <laughs>
1: yes you know that you are making me thinking a friend of mine i have been a singer i have singer friends and i have a, one friend that always made me feel a little embarrassed because every time we were at a restaurant for example so two sopranos uh, or three sopranos in this table. And she was talking about music, very, very lively. So and, and, and eating and she said, oh, do you remember that song when he says ah, da, 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 da. and so she, she started um, illustrating the song with full voice in the restaurant. And I was like, oh God, I want to go behind the table. <laughs> but now thinking, uh, now talking to you. I'm feeling that this should be the norm I mean that people should be able to to sing freely
0: yeah yeah <laughs> and dance and use body percussion and you know do do those things
1: mm. body
0: how much Body. How much more of an accepting society would we have if it was just anytime you had a song in your heart, you could just let it out, and like other people would witness that with you. <laughs> yes. What a world. The,
1: the the word here, I said body, body, the the body, because I think body percussion. No, because oh, I sorry. thought the problem here with all these limitations is that we have we have been domesticated in a way in which the body is neglected. And it's a paradox because it's a contradiction between a body that is neglected, but that is at the same time socially at this historical moment, in the center of all the social media, my appearance, my image has to be this or that way. So I has to be prominent there showing myself in all social media but at the same time it's a body that is neglected to express their emotions in a free way so you can show an image but you cannot express your real emotions
0: yeah (laughs) hit the nail on the head (laughs) everyone listening is going yes that yes (laughs) yeah Oh, I'm gonna let that sink in. You can show your body, but you can't express your emotions.
1: Yes, and this is this is uh, the image of the su- superficiality in which you show the pictures you have on Instagram, for example, or on all social networks. You show your, you present yourself as visually, yeah. but it's very shallow. It's very superficial because it's just that very fast image of always a me that is always happy or in winning uh, awards or having nice dinners or being in nice, cool places and looking beautiful and face tuned because you have all these things to always appear in a certain way. But the emotion, that same body is not allowed socially to express the emotions because it will feel awkward. For example, I cannot sing in public. I cannot dance. I cannot cry. Because people, when if you cry, people say, oh, don't cry. this first thing is suppressing the emotion, suppressing your real you. So this is this contradiction, this paradox that causes um, social illness.
0: Yeah. Yes. then we try and heal. by doing those things.
1: Yes, and, and yes, and music, I think music could be a, a good key to open that door to the emotions. Yeah.
0: Hmm. <coughs> I feel like you and I could talk about so many things at length, <laughs> <laughs> but I I wanna respect your time. So is there another topic you wanna um, I don't want to say extract from the book, but you want to highlight in the book, is there something else you want to touch on before we move into the rapid fire questions?
1: Um so, uh, I don't know. I mean Hmm. One of the 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 well, there are two two chapters that I like, especially I like them all, <laughs> but but there are like three things that I could thing uh, condensed there are three chapters one chapter is about music happiness and the sense of life the purpose of life Mm. so how through music we can and there are many studies it's not just something I thought about that I think about I, I believe in that but also there are studies that demonstrate that people who practice music and also in professional musicians they show how they Arrive to um, old ages having this sense of purpose in life mm-hmm. because they have they are continuously trying to um, in, learn new things, improve their skills. They practice music with other people, so they are socially connected. So they it helps to maintain their feeling of a purpose in life and happiness. So yeah. that's important. One thing in, in, I mean that I would like to encourage people to use music or not not just use to be surrounded by by music in their lives or to be aware of the how music can help them help them to be happier. And also how music can and this is the other chapter can help them to overcome mourning and understand death, and to connect to with the mortality, understand that we, we are finite, we, we, we end, we have an end, an ending. But how can we, through music, kind of write or recreate our own biographies? The, or we can even look at the people we would like to be, how we would like to be. And music can help us in that search and in that construction of that people that we would like the person we would like to be. And it's not something that I'm just thinking now it's something that has been used through the history of humanity. Music have, uh, have that um, role in the lives of the communities since ancient history. And also the linking with the other chapter how creativity and music are completely connected and how there are, I show in this chapter, how there are many um, scientifics and through history who had been, nobody knew that they were also musicians, but music was key to allow them to achieve things in other realms. Mm. So music is only good for life of people. So. That's what I can compress all these book is music is good for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's no bad side effects. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Um, hearing you speak about these things, again, it has me really, really fired up to, to see how they all have played together over time and will continue to, um, the biopsychosocial, all of that. <clears throat> and and seeing seeing them reintegrated and no longer compartmentalized like we've done for so long. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yes. Do you have any anything- no more compartmentalization. We want to to unbuild um, all these these walls to create one space of um, communication conversation between all the different um, sciences and expressions.
0: Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) Awesome. Do you have anything you want to add before we move into the rapid fire question?
1: No, I don't think so. It's up to you.
0: No, well, I appreciate all the work you, you are doing. Um, so that the average person can see the importance and interaction of all of these things together. Not just people like you and me who are working in these fields, who do this every day, who have a really big passion for this, you know, I could take your book and give it to my parents or my neighbor or, you know, someone in the building I work in who doesn't really know who I am, and they would be able to access the information and the knowledge and, and incorporate it into their own life.
1: Yes, and um, probably that was one, one of the most challenging parts for me when creating the book was at the end, thinking in the title. Ah, yeah. So I said, what title? So all, all the titles that came to my mind were very academic, and I said, yes, it is a, a, a research, but how can I condense that in something that people, all people, feel identify with that? So that's mm-hmm. I was thinking and thinking, and one night I dreamed. I d- in, in past the dreaming past is dro- in the birth. How do you say dream? Dream.
0: Dream, yeah, oh. uh, like a dream, like a dream. See, I had that An dream,
1: and when I woke up, I had that title, and um, I'm happy with it because I think it's it condense what it what it talks about. That is, we are what we listen to, and then the impact of music on individual and social health. But because it has this connotation that yes, our identity is 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 the music that we listen to is part of who we are, our identity, but not only metaphorically, not only psychologically, but also physically, because the music has a physical impact in our actual body. Yes.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of people have heard the phrase, you are what you eat. Exactly. But yeah, to have it turned and you are what you listen to is like, oh, then I need to be more conscious of what I'm listening to. Because, like we said earlier, there's passive music going on so often. Um, and that intention is really important.
1: And you as a music therapist know, can explain us very well, how you could you use music, different kinds of music for arousing different states? Or... Mm-hmm.
0: Like a Spotify playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But not. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and for sharing your work.
1: Thank you for inviting me, Tricia. I'm very grateful really to having this opportunity to share with the uh, your audience my work and to make, to I mean, try to get facilitate the arrival of this work to them to because the purpose of this is to as same when we do it when we make music is communicating it doesn't have any sense if i'm singing and i have no audience i mean the audience also has is completing in this performance space Yes.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonderful Are you ready for the rapid fire question? Tea. All right. The first one is coffee or tea? Tea. Cool. (laughs) Are you an early bird or a night owl? Night owl. What's something you'd tell your younger self?
1: What? Something I what?
0: You would tell your younger self.
1: Uh, You are good exactly as you are don't need to do anything more
0: so usually I ask people what their music therapy elevator speech is but since you are not a music therapist I'm going to ask you what do you think music therapy is
1: wow this is a question a very difficult one
0: well so no pressure because this helps us know how to better explain what we do
1: what music therapy is is using music as a therapeutic um, the use of music as a therapeutic tool in different environments for different and also for different uh, illnesses. I mean, and helping people to identify to find their music the music that also. Uh, is meaningful to them, so they can use it to improve their mental or physical
0: health. Love that! <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite self-care practice?
1: Hmm. Self-care practice. Eating well. I eat well. I sing of course. I, I think almost every day I have to practice. And self-care practice. I, I practice a sport that I love very much that is called, called paddle surf on the sea.
0: Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I,
1: I, I paddle on the sea on my board here in the sea in Barcelona, in the Mediterranean. And for me, it's a therapy because the being in contact with the sea every day that is different is it's a great master the 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 sea always different changing um but always like life no that always is constantly changing but always beautiful yeah so. well
0: said what is something that is adding value to your life?
1: Something that is adding value to my life. Hmm. Hmm. So I just mentioned one that is this, my, my paddle surfing, the sea, my contact with the sea. Uh, my friends, um, what more? Oh, I have to say this and people will laugh or say, oh, of course. They, internet is adding value to my life (laughs) because it's allowing me to be in contact with the people i love to share what i uh, like to learn a lot of things so it's a great tool so i it it adds value to my life every day
0: well said i think that we should all keep that in mind when the internet is driving us crazy Lovely. What is one of your favorite songs or pieces of music?
1: Mm, that's very difficult mm. because because yeah it's very difficult because there are many um one that comes to my mind like fast is a song by a Brazilian woman composer that whose name is. <laughs> Um, Bobby Joliveira it was and the song is called Recommendation, recommendation. So I, and it's in one of my CDs by the way I have many recordings all of them are on Spotify
0: <laughs> so the last question is where can the listeners find you and connect with you and I'm going to write it down so I can link everything in the show notes so where can the listeners find you and connect with you
1: so they can find me on the internet, on my website, patriciacaicedo.com. And they can find me also on Instagram at patriciacaicedo.bcn. Um, and also my music, they can find all my my CDs, my recordings on Spotify, if they look for my name. So they will find two two people. One is the artist and the other one is the listener. Both are me. So the listener has a lot of um, playlists that, I mean, there are people who like them. And the singer has 11 CDs of my specialty. I never mentioned that. Imagine. I'm a musicologist specializing in Latin American and Iberian art song. So that's my area of expertise. And I sing especially in Spanish and Portuguese and in Catalan songs by composers since the 20th beginning of 20th century until now so that's my area of research and at the same time is what I think
0: there you go and I'll have that all linked so the listeners can easily find it and uh, hear your work and everything
1: thank you very much
0: of course. Thank you. Thank you for making the time to talk with me. This was a really great conversation.
1: No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really. Because I, I have enjoyed this conversation and this is a great opportunity for me to to share my, my love, my love for health and music to, with your audience.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed this conversation. Hearing about how all the bio cycle social components of music overlap and interplay and across time, how they have evolved is really inspiring to me. So I hope that you got a lot out of this and you check out Patricia's book. It will, of course, be linked in the show notes, as well as all the other things she mentioned, ways to get... um, to connect with her and find her music and other content she also has a podcast so uh, you should check that out too thank you again for taking the time to listen to today's episode I hope you got a lot out of it if you did you can let me know by finding me online social media we are at music therapy chronicles on all the platforms Uh, you can also again leave us a rating and review would so appreciate that and if you or someone you know is interested in being on the show you can send an email to hello at musictherapychronicles.com or you can just email me and say hi I'd love to hear from you (laughs) all right that's it for today have a wonderful day evening morning week